sugar free, way ahead. Telling y'all, you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready in a real life. take it down from there that's stay ready if you stay ready by sugar free oh yeah uh there's a feature on that that's play a hint on the hook if you stay ready you ain't got to be ready that's the theme of the show hella backup quarterbacks be playing in the nfl that's pretty much what we doing this is your host of the Puro Caballero Show. It is Tony Munoz himself. Mestizo Michelangelo. The bigote boss. Mario Caballero. Live in the place to be. How are you doing? It is Thursday, September 26th. I am adequately crossfaded at the moment. I don't know how you doing. My goodness. Yeah, I'm chilling. I uh, was watching Thursday Night Football. Some peeps were over who are going to the Dead Mouse show tonight. The Cube shit. That shit sold the motherfucking out. It's supposed to be crazy. I'm very jealous. But at the same time, in two days, I'll be in San Diego raving my ass off. So I'll be having a good time over at Cross. And yeah, I'm just going to hold out until then. But definitely FOMO for sure. I ain't the biggest Dead Mouse fan though. Like that. Homie VJ is like way bigger into Death Mouse. He's dope though. I ain't gonna lie. But VJ low key stands for this fool, which is cool. Everybody needs to do do that shit to a certain point. But anyway, yeah, we're gonna get into it, man. It's uh it's been a crazy football week three, I I guess. I guess there was some uh I guess certainly surprising outcomes. Uh, to a certain degree, some teams played up to expectations, some teams didn't, and basically, a lot of fucking backup quarterbacks have been in there playing, I think it's like a total of six total, we can kind of get into it like score by score, as I pull up the information right in front of me, and I can tell you what I saw. Uh... Yeah, I think last time we were talking about Gardner Minshew balling out for the Jags. They beat the Titans 20-7 to last Thursday, a week ago. 
we're going to fast forward to Sunday. And unfortunately, the day started off pretty shitty for me because I had to suffer through Alan Miller, a.k.a. at Swift or a state of ASOF89, I believe is his current Instagram handle, I believe. Don't quote me on that, boy. I ain't saying shit. Um, yeah, man. His team beat my team. The Raiders lost 34-14, and it was very, very sad because they just controlled the run game pretty much the whole game. And it was not a pretty sight to see for the defense just getting gashed up the middle repeatedly over and over. And injuries hit the linebacker core in this game, which really put the defense behind the eight ball, especially since they were down early. You got the best version of Kirk Cousins, which is a, a Kirk Cousins with the run game and the lead. And at that point, he just turns into game manager and just looks for Thielen and Diggs enough for them to just move the ball down the field, which pretty much is what happened against the Raiders. And it was very frustrating considering the fact that the offense didn't click 100%, mostly due to the fact that Josh Jacobs was uh, nursing an injury to the hip and an illness as well going into the uh, the game. And the fact that I started in fantasy, I think I fucked up on that one because I kind of saw... I was, like, optimistic at his uh, production. But, uh... I think he'll be healthier going forward, and he'll be putting up better numbers. And also, hats off to the Vikings defense. They do have a very solid uh, front seven. The The back back four is pretty good, too. Five nickel dime packages. They, um, they had some holes. The part, the little nitpicky things that I have is... Uh, not using Jacobs and stretching him out over the course of the game. They kind of like gassed him by, by the first first half for the most part into the third quarter. And they were stuck with DeAndre and Richard, which is a little bit more predictable, I would say, and not as explosive as when you have Jacobs in there. Also add to the fact that they couldn't get Tyrell Williams going like pretty much most of the game. J.J. Nelson had some looks. He had some, like, uh, you know, in-motion type of stuff. But the best productive player for the Raiders pretty much was uh, Waller, pretty much. He balled out, I would say. He had a lot of receiving yards. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the stats. Uh, yeah, Jacobs only got 44 yards on 10, 10 carries. Washington had 6 for 22. Richard had 2 for 15. Waller had 1 for 7. He also had 13 catches for 134. Doing crazy shit. Uh, Still hasn't scored a touchdown in his career, so I'm hopeful that he can score against Indy this week. So that's your Raiders report as of this moment. Oh, the other thing too. Yeah, the linebackers got hurt, especially Vontez Burfick. He he went out with like an elbow injury in the first half. And then they had I want to say Markel Lee was in there for him. And then Markel Lee gets hurt, right? And then I want to say they had Kyle Wilbur in there for Markel Lee. And I want to say 
Kyle Wilber, Wilber got hurt as well. And then Vontez, even though he was on the sideline, he didn't have his pads off or nothing. He was still kind of like there. I think he was like an emergency linebacker because they don't have too many on the roster at the moment. And then he put his helmet back on and he went back in the game. So they had a banged up Vontez like just holding up the rest of the fourth at the end of the game. So they, I think they just ran the ball up the middle knowing that. And they kind of just like exploited that that uh, that home defense, which is uh, unfortunate to see. Dalvin killed him, and then Madison killed him too, which was frustrating. It's like the backups coming in and gashing them. It's, uh, it's too much. It's like when Darren Sproles used to gash him when uh, uh, Ladanius Tomlinson, Ladanius Tomlinson, <laughs> Ladanian Tomlinson, LT. That fool used to just go off against the Raiders. It was just. It was light work. It was fucking frustrating uh, watching those games. There's like a couple guys that just used to just give me nightmares. It was LT, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, and then Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. Those guys all used to give me nightmares. And it was, and just like the way Mahomes does it now, it's, it's insane. It's insane. We'll get to the the, the chefs later. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Bills twenty one, Bengals seventeen. This means the uh, the Buffalo uh, Billskis go to three and zero, and we'll face another three and zero team in the same division in the New England Patriots next week. That'll be a very interesting matchup. But uh, yeah, man, Josh Allen doing enough to get it done uh i didn't watch too much of this game I'll give you a little stat line here andy Dolan always thrown for over 30 35 uh, times he's 20 for 36 but only 250 one touch two picks not the greatest josh allen 23 for 36 243 one touch one pick a little better uh i want to say he ran better where's the the running yards i don't see it uh man, this dude Tyler Boyd frustrating. Number one wideout right now since uh, AJ Green's out and just hasn't been able to score a touchdown. He's been getting a lot of targets. Six receptions on eleven targets, sixty-eight yards, but no touches. So you will be on my bench next week for fantasy. That's how things are. It's rough out here. I have some other good receiving options on this team that I have. Them, so fuck it. Uh, nobody cares. I'll still talk about it, but fuck it. I don't give a shit. All right, man. The Dolphins just on the struggle bus. Thirty-one to six is the final there in Big D. Uh, let's see, let's see what's the stats that look cool. Prescott two forty-six. Uh, 19 completions on 32 attempts, two touches, one pick. Rosen, 200 yards on 39 attempts. E, 18 completions, no touch, no picks. Not the best. Not the best. Not the most efficient there. Uh, uh, Zeke, 125, 19 carries. No touchdown, though. Uh, Mark, we got two touches. Yeah, man. 
they were uh, running up the score, and then they just brought everybody out, pretty much. That's what happened, and that's what I saw. Packers over the Broncos, 27-16. to 16. I was very excited about this one. The Packers' defense is for real. I will just say that, like, first and foremost. And then number two, Flacco, I think, is Dunsky. I think he's uh, pretty fucking washed at this point. He's got, he's like, negative mobility. Horse face, freaking John Elway does not have a way to find a quarterback for that team that's uh, healthy and uh, relatively in their uh, prime of their athletic careers. You know, I would take a chance on Peyton Manning whenever he decides to play because that dude was a legendary. So no blame on that one. But since that, it's been, you know, a lot of hits, uh, a lot of misses, I'll say, little hits for the for that position. So they have become very reliant on the run game. But they were uh, able to get some things going on the run game because uh, Lindsey had two touchdowns, 81 yards, had a couple big runs, did his thing. Uh... Let me see. But yeah, the defense for the Packers is going to be something to be reckoned with, I would say. All right, let's go to the Colts Falcons. Colts 27, Falcons 24. Man, the Colts go to 2 and 1. They are a pretty legit team. Falcons, you know, I want to say had chances in this game and they just, just couldn't do it, man. 1 and 2. They are third now and they're own division um Keanu Neal injured for the Falcons that's a big big injury second year in a row that he's gone out and uh let me see it wasn't it wasn't very pretty either it was uh it's gonna be a, a rough one for him uh da, 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 da. And Vinatieri finally hit some kicks, man. Came back, man. 49-yarder off the upright. A 21-yarder later in the game. Damn. Man, Keanu Neal. Towards ACL last season. Injured his Achilles this year. He's on IR now. Ooh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one, man. Oof. So best of luck to him in the future. He was a, a young thumper back there. And just couldn't get it done, man. Just couldn't, couldn't stay healthy. <sighs> man, uh, yeah, you wish him the best. Those are two really... Back-to-back devastating injuries, lower body. Just even, even if you don't play football ever, it's a rough one. I'll say that. Let me see some of the numbers. Brissett, 310 and two touches. Okay. Matt Ryan, 304, three touch, one pick. 
Devontae had some life, 88 yards on 16 carries. But uh, Marlon Mack was good, 74 yards on one touch on 16 carries also. Julio had 128 in a touch on 8 receptions, 9 targets. T.Y., 8 receptions, 10 targets, 1 touchdown. Doing himself some work. Alright, and then we got the, the the Chefs and the Ravens. This was an up-and-down matchup. I got to see a good chunk of this one. This was on one of our TVs. One of our four televisions that we'd be having, like Buffalo Wild Wing style, out in the living room. And she is doing it, moving and grooving, you know, because we, uh, we have Lamar. I have Lamar in one league. I know Alan has Lamar in another league that I'm not competing with him with. And it's very fun to watch. Mahomes was crazy, though. Mahomes is always crazy. He has, like, fucking Gumby arm. He throws out all the crazy angles, and he's just, he's, like, out there playing darts. They're super calm, just, like, not even sweating. Just, like, like it's, like it's no problem out there in the freaking uh, backfield. Just calm is like, he's, like, having a fucking, like, brunch or some shit. Just, oh, my God, it's crazy. It's so crazy. He is on another level, just on another level, and like Lamar Jackson is a very talented quarterback in his own right, but the Chiefs did a good amount of uh, scheming to try to take away some of the deep balls, Hollywood Brown, he was able to get some shots up the middle of the field to the tight ends, he'd he'd step up in the pocket, move over to the right, and then find one of the tight ends uh, coming across the field, He, he was able to do that to Andrews, to Hurst, pretty consistently, Throughout the ball game, I would say that. Uh, also put his feet to work. Uh, was able to uh, get out to the outside and just pick up 10 yards pretty routinely. It was like Mike Vick-esque. Very simple. I think I did the math. He's on pace to be like a little bit over 900 yards, like 920 or something like that, 915. And I think he could, if he has a couple breakout games running the ball, still get to that 1,000-yard mark. I think that was the benchmark that a lot of people were, were thinking was in his potential on the, the running the side, running the ball side. And, man, I think the part that was underrated was his throwing because for the running quarterbacks, if you can throw for two 2,000, run for 1,000, then you could really be something special. It really... Uh, put defenses out of bind but if you could throw for three and rush for one then then you're like on another stratosphere that's some like next level shit and uh, for it's like it's hard to gauge it because there's like some quarterbacks that are like throwing for four and five pretty routinely and have like put those up in their careers and in the past that has been super rare but nowadays it's a little bit more commonplace just because Certain teams know how to to work a system and scheme it in a certain way, so it's uh, easier for the quarterbacks to read the defenses, pick kind of pick it apart, and then just uh, hit their go-to receivers, man. <sighs> shit. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just talking my shit. Mahomes is crazy, though, man. Lamar's crazy, too. I think the Ravens are going to be up there. They're going to be making the playoffs. Earl Thomas still has something to prove. And, yeah, man, they still got some talent. Uh, that talent on offense, we'll see how they do. Lamar was just throwing jump balls. That was, like, 
will kind of bail him out twice in the game. He threw one up to Willie Sneed that was just across his body, across the field. It was like some like backyard shit. It was just like, ah, eh, fuck it. This dude has like a 20% chance of getting it. Oh, he got it. Nice. And he just, Willie Sneed just went up, kind of just like uh, bodied some dudes and uh, made the catch. It was pretty impressive. But then the other one that was crazy was one to Hollywood Brown where he was just flushed out of the pocket just like, you know, like <laughs> doing some like matrix shit and then just flung it up there. And he went up and got one too. Got it to like the 11 yard line on the right side. Uh, after there's some pressure up the middle. This dude Lamar is crazy though. He had that nice touchdown run. Juke the defender. Uh, got it in there. That was pretty sick. I was amped. And yeah. The league that I have him. I'm undefeated. I'm number one. I am number one. I got all the wide receivers in that one. I got like McLaurin. I got Boyd. I got John Ross. I got Hollywood Brown. I've got uh, freaking who's my number one? I can just look it up. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? My fucking goodness. All right. Do 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 do. Oh no, I lied. I lied. I fucking lied. This one I got Cooper Cup, McLaren, Fuller. I just picked up Golden Tate. He's still suspended for a week, but he's gonna put up numbers. He's gonna put up numbers. The sleeper league, I got a fucking shit ton of them. That's the one. Alright, will it load? Or is the app gonna crash on me again? Alright. Juju McLaurin. Uh Curtis Samuel. John Ross. Tyler Boyd. DJ Chark and Hollywood Brown. That is a lot of whiteouts, man. That's a lot of whiteouts to choose from. And also have Zachary's and Darren Waller. I am flexing Waller this week. Cause I think he's gonna go off 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 and yeah Ertz said all right you got 13.5 tonight we'll get into it a little later uh patriots beat the jets 30 to 14 uh mr mononucleosis is still out sam darnold they had luke falk in there who was replacing trevor simeon who got beat the fuck up against the the browns the week prior and yeah, Patriots were chilling. They put in Stidham. He threw a pick six. They had to put Brady back in eventually at the end. But their defense is really fucking nice. And I'm gonna say Sony Michelle still struggling for the Patriots, and they're still doing this. They uh, they have to play Burkhead a lot more, but they know what to do to get the victory. It's crazy. It's so crazy. They're so consistent. It's fucking annoying. Alright, we'll move forward. Lions, 27, Eagles, 24. That's a very, very tough one. Uh, Eagles, at that point, dropped to 1-2. and Carrion uh, Johnson finally had his uh, day, but there was a special teams because uh, uh, Jamal Agnew, he had a 100-yard kickoff return. That was a big score for them. 
surprisingly, man, Lions still undefeated through three games. Didn't they're not three and zero? Had that tie week one, so kind of funky record, but doing enough. Galladay and then Marvin Jones this game. He had 101 catches, 101 yards on six catches, nine targets, one touchdown. Philly, obviously, still a little banged up. They didn't have the likes of Deshaun Jackson. Neither did they have really Alshon Jeffrey. Just really Nelson Aguilar, who had two touchdowns on 50 yards. Eight catches, 12 targets. And, yeah. Eagles couldn't really do it this game. Still a really talented team, I'd say. So the Lions are kind of perplexing. They've gotten a lot of help uh, down the stretch. All right, we'll move on. We'll talk about, you know, backup city. I think that's what we're, like, you know, theme of the show. We're going to start getting into some of them here. How about Kyle Allen? Backup for Cam Newton to start the year. Cam is banged the fuck up. He has been damaged goods all season. It's been kind of evident if you've been watching any of his games. Like, he's just been missing throws that are just very commonplace in the NFL. Some throws that he you've seen him make many times before. He has no, you know, want to go move in the pocket, outside the pocket, take on defenders. Like, things that were like Cam Stallworths in the past. He just, like, can't do it. He's got, like, foot injury or something. He's just... So he's out, and they ruled him out the next week. But last week, 38-20, to 20, Kyle Allen doing the work, running the offense. It just looks a lot smoother, man. 261 yards, four touchdowns, 19 completions on 26 attempts, man. That was really good. He also had the running game going, McCaffrey. Had some nice-ass runs. 153 yards on 24 carries. He was doing work. He had 76-yarder for a touch. He was about a stiff-arming dude, but he just, like, ran past him. He was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm already past you. Why didn't I even touch you? Three catches for 35 yards. He was just putting in work. McCaffrey. Woo. Murray threw for a lot of... Uh, Attempts, 43, but completed 30, but only got 173 yards. Two touchdowns, two picks. Kyler needs to do better. Needs to do better for them to do anything. So, I mean, like, the the, the Cardinals' defense is, like, kind of struggle city a bit. Panthers just gashed them. Gashed them real hard. And, uh, yeah, I guess they're kind of back in contention now with the, this Allen guy. We'll see how he does as the season commences all right talk about backups how about danny dimes daniel jones himself coming in for the giants starting the game in place of eli manning they get the victory 32 to 31 this dude had two rushing touchdowns two throwing touchdowns he was doing the most man even though Honest to God, this Matt Gay dude should have made the field goal right at the end. 
I mean, you can't blame the Giants for doing their part. 336 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Let me see here. Let me bring them stats up, son. Come on. Daddy, daddy. I had to pick them up in a league. Daniel. Yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns. It was crazy. Uh, Saquon got hurt in the first half, too. Didn't really have it with his run game. Only had 10 yards on eight carries. And then he, he got injured. Uh, da, 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 da. It was a it was a crazy game. The dude who balled out in this game was Mike Evans too, for the Bucks. He just had himself like the biggest volume game that he might have in his career. Fifteen targets, eight catches, one hundred and ninety yards, and three touchdowns. Just went early and often to him. He went out. He balled out. He did his thing. All right, let's see. Texans Chargers. Houston wins 27-20. I'm very glad Chargers lost once again. It's very nice seeing uh, uh, Phillip Reavers in agony. Sean Watson had 350 yards, 51 yards. Jordan Aikens had two touchdowns. One of them was super sick. He's just rolling around in the pocket. He gets flushed out to his left. He's rolling. Kind of turns his body, twerks it around, gets a little pass over the middle about like 20 yards deep, completes it to Aikens. He catches it. Nobody within like 10 yards of him. He just runs down, goes to the sideline, goes all the way up the field, scores a touchdown. It was pretty pretty awesome having him on one of my team. Even though we didn't fucking win. That was annoying. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, first two touchdowns of the career. Darren Fells also got a touchdown. They're down 10 at halftime. They scored 20 in a row. And, yeah, they've only ever won again. Second win over the Chargers. Uh, Keenan Allen had 183 yards, two touchdowns. Career high. Rivers passed for 318. But the Chargers lost for a second time in a row. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, let me see here. I don't know what else I could tell you. Deshaun Watson is so fun, and he's such a good, talented player. But he is, like, neutered often by the lack of protection he gets from that offensive line. And it is so fucking annoying because every time I, I look up and I'm like, um, trying to like watch the game, I look up to see him on the TV. He's fucking on his back, man. He's on the ground. Somebody's knocked him down. He's falling over. He's like rushing and like dove for like a first down or something. He's like, he's getting hit every single play that he's out there doing something. And it is so damn annoying. Larry Tunsil has not done enough to mask the offensive line woes. They need to pick up more people in the interior, more people on the on the strong side as well. It's uh, it's been a struggle fest for them up front. They just they just haven't had it yet. They just haven't had it. 
Man. All right, we'll move on. Niners 24, Steelers 20. Mason Rudolph, another backup. He uh, wasn't able to do it in this one, I would say. Wasn't able to really do it enough. Uh, the Niners, man, they can run the ball for sure. They really can. Garoppolo uh, did his thing, man. They had a, a touchdown drive late, like a little bit over a minute left. They had five turnovers, but still were able to beat them. First 3-0 start they've had in 21 years. That's a long time. It's 2019. That's since like 98. That's a minute. That's simple math for you. Bam, son. Damn. He gave the ball away four times in the first half. Lost a fumble in the fourth. Oof. Yeah, Rudolph had that one long six seven six 76-yarder to Juju Smith-Schuster. That was dope. They actually had a lead in the fourth, 20-17. to 17. That Juju one definitely salvaged uh, a bad stinker game uh, from him. I don't know why I said it that way. From him. From him. Man, the the run game by the Niners looks pretty potent. Jeff Wilson Jr., Mostert. I'm missing one. Uh, yeah. Megan Fitzpatrick got a pick. Let's see. I don't know. Jeff Wilson. Mostert. There's another guy. Anyway. They have hella running backs. It's kind of like they're eating into each other. But they're working well in real life. So Niners 24-20. Yo, man, you're not going to believe this, but there was another backup who played that week. And it is in the Saints Seahawks. That was Teddy Bridgewater. He got himself a victory. Teddy Two Gloves is 1 0. 33 27. A lot of help from the defense and the special teams. They, uh, they got a couple touches. If I do remember. Uh, yeah. Let me see what the final stat line looked like. It was only 177 yards, but got two touchdowns. 27 attempts, 19 uh, completions. Russell Wilson was 32 for 50 for 406 and two touchdowns. That's a lot of attempts. Carson, man, Chris Carson put the ball on the ground yet again, three games in a row. Benched him. Second game in a row. Second or third game in a row, kind of. It's super annoying, man. It's super frustrating because I put a lot of draft equity in him. I drafted him pretty high in the league. And I'm having buyers remorse a little bit. A little bit, but that's what happens sometimes. (sighs) Alvin Kamara, though, 
Only 69 yards, one touchdown. He had some catches. He had his good amount of catches. Let's see. That's what the game log looked like. What did it look like? What did it look like? Nine catches, 92 yards, and one touchdown. So a lot of good combined, uh, combined yards there for Kamara. Saints have a pretty balanced team. I think Bridgewater being in there, it's not going to be as big of a drop-off as people would anticipate. Having a Drew, Bred, Drew Brees-led offense. A Drew Bred-led offense. Led bra offense. It's Bracken, bruh. First loss in September since 2010. That's uh, it's been a while for Seattle. They lost at home. That's pretty impressive, I'd say, for the Saints. Uh, yeah. What else we got? Rams over the Browns last Sunday night, twenty to thirteen. This was a very ugly, ugly game. Cooper Cup had probably the, the play of the game. Went all the way down to the one yard line on a long reception. A long, long reception. He also had another touchdown earlier. Freddie Kitchens, what are you doing with the play, Colin? Running the freaking draw play on fourth and nine. It was like one of the most idiotic play calls that has happened in a while. Everyone is just shitting on you all week. It's just not good. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been very good at all. Baker, 18 for 36, 195, one touch, one interception. Jared Goff in victory, 24, 38, 268, two touchdowns, two picks. He's looking all right, but nothing crazy. Gurley only had 14 carries, 43 yards, no touchdowns, no fumbles. Chubb had 23 carries, 96 yards. Same, no touch, no fumbles. <sighs> Win for the game where the Chepster gets a couple touches. That would, uh, touchdowns. That would really, really help me in some of these fantasy leagues. That would definitely put me ahead quite a bit there. I'm waiting for that game. Hopefully it comes next week. And in the Monday night game, the Bears beat the Redskins 31-15. Trubisky looked somewhat decent, but it was a lot of the... The Bears defense all night. Kyle Leo Mack was just like raining terror there against uh, the Redskins. You kind of felt bad for Case Keenum at times, man. He was just under siege. Danny Trevathan just smacked him a couple times. Khalil Mack got uh, the ball loose. Akeem Hicks. Like, it was, yeah, a bloodbath for certain stretches of it. They came back and like were able to score garbage time. McLaurin, man, he is a favorite there in Washington for uh, for Keenum. So it's going to be interesting because at some point you figure that they'll bench Keenum, try to go with uh, Dwayne Haskins, but how productive he will be is going to be in question. He does have a repertoire with uh, McLaurin because they played with each other at Ohio State. So that's that. That's your week three. A recap. Also, the night happened uh, was the Eagles and Packers in Lambeau Field. 
the Eagles were able to get the victory, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Very big win for them. They go down. Uh, they go up to twenty-two, uh, two and two. Excuse me. The Packers are now three and one. So very important matchup, I would say potentially uh, to decide what happens in in the NFC. Wentz looked pretty pretty good. He missed a couple throws. There's one in particular in the second half that was, uh, you know, missed by quite a bit. And yeah, to be honest with you, it was uh, pretty shocking. Pretty, pretty shocking that he wasn't uh, able to make it. But yeah, Ertz. I had Ertz. He did good. Uh, Goddard. Jeffries, they all scored touchdowns. Uh, Howard, man, Miles Sanders didn't run the ball as much. It was a lot of uh, Jordan Howard, ex Bear himself. He was able to get into the mix and get some stuff done. Uh, it was a comeback there in the second half. By this uh, this Eagle team, man, I'm getting fucking tired. I'm gonna have to do this two parter. I'm gonna have to do this two parter. I'm gonna have to finish this sometime tomorrow. So if I tap out on you, it'd be because of that shit. Let me see what else do I have to talk about. Um. Oh yeah, I really didn't talk about this. I gotta get this off my chest, and because uh, last last week we kind of barely, briefly touched about like what was going on. This AB news is just like it's weirder by the fucking day. So crazy. Got released from the Pats as we talked about. Had that one strange week where he's just hugging Brady, uh, catching a touchdown pass. They put him in the in the game plan, and it's crazy. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Josh Rosen is going to start for the Miami Dolphins next week, too, on the backup. But A.B. got released from the pass. There was more allegations that he was sending threatening texts to the chick who was uh, accusing him of sexual assault. It was in a group text, like, what are you doing, Antonio? The fuck are you doing? That's so so freaking stupid, so idiotic, so moronic, so dumb. Why? Why? What's the need? What is the need? You have nobody in your side to tell you no, not to do that. It's so, so crazy. It also goes on a Twitter rant against the Raiders. He went against the Patriots. He went against the NFL. went against the Steelers. Like, so dumb. He's lost all his money. He just, like, deleted everything. So, so dumb. Says he's going back to school, plus a picture of his uh, his classes that he signed out for. All of them are online classes for University of Central Michigan. It's like, come on, dog. That's not doing so, so much. I've heard a couple people talk about how they think Antonio is a victim of the CTE uh, bug. But I said a lot of players... I don't know, man. He is, but, like, one thing is for certain is he's just acting erratic. He is, like, a wild card at this point in his career. And who really saw this happening? 
at the very, very end of it. I mean, he, act, he always acted a little off-kilter, but, like, uh, this is, like, a little bit to the extreme, no? <sighs> Threatening the freaking chick that he freaking apparently nutted on. Oh, my God. Nasty motherfucker. Uh, anyway... What else do we say? Yeah, we talk about Eli getting benched. I think he he got taken out of the last game. He might be benched the rest of the season at this point. His record is at a perfect 500 clip. So if he doesn't get any more starts, he should be safe. If they need him to start later in the year, he his record, he, it might be Jeopardy. It might be there. As we mentioned, Cam dealing with that foot injury. Kyle Allen... Gets that win. Going to start again this next week. Uh, Yeah, Breeze still in, out for that injured hand. Uh, Take two gloves in. Gardner Minshew, yeah. We're, uh, talk about this. So he went on that Thursday night. There was a report after that. Cam Soda offered a million-dollar endorsement for him to do the naked, uh, naked stretches. It's like a weekly show on their website. Uh freaking crazy that's like gotta be the first offer from a porn company ever from uh, by nfl player million dollars no slouch i don't think the jaguars or the nfl are gonna be happy about that if he decides to do that uh so yeah i'm pretty sure he wants to keep continuing uh on into the into the league uh Go ahead and prosper there. That fool is pretty uh, pretty spry, man. He's just got a high completion percentage. Stays within himself. Kind of does, uh, does what he needs to. Jaguars are a team that runs the ball heavy. So his uh, c- um, attempt numbers are never going to be super high. It's going to limit him in that aspect. But in terms of the team winning, he got the dub this last week. We'll see where that takes him. All right. Uh, the losing team. Oh, now nah, did they win? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> no, nah, they won. What am I talking about? One of his teammates, though, Jalen Ramsey. Still not wanting to be in Jacksonville. He played Thursday night. And has been demanding a trade. The trade request still stands. But the thing is, though, uh, he's not even reporting to the team. Says he's not going to play next week. He initially said that he's sick, staying away from the facilities. But now he says it's uh, he's staying home for the birth of uh, his child. I didn't know that his wife was pregnant. I don't know. Or his girl. I don't know what she looked like or none of that stuff. So that's none of my business necessarily. But some of it's like uh, convenient timing. I read another thing that said that, yes, he's, the offer's still on the board. He definitely still wants to get traded. So who knows what, how that's going to end up. Who really knows? Might he get dealt? I think some of the teams in the mix. I know the Vikings and Raiders were mentioned, but... 
Uh, I'm trying to think. What are some of the other teams? That, the Patriots were, were in discussion, and the Chiefs as well. If either of those two teams get him, that would be big pickups for them. Real big pickups. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. Yeah, Jalen Jalen might be a shutdown corner. But he's gonna be costing a pretty penny because the Jaguars know he wants to dip. And yeah. Negotiation part of that whole thing is like kinda difficult. It's kinda difficult. So we'll see. If they decide to to let him go, Shahid Khan uh said that he's willing to make him the highest paid corner in the NFL. But I think it's a little bit more than that. Uh, I think it's the coach. This is the biggest thing. Alright, so yeah, that's my football half of the show. We'll get to the rest of the half of the show. And some baseball and some uh, world news in a second. Some uh, boxing. MMA shit. But, uh, yeah. Gotta take a break. We'll be back tomorrow. Alright, welcome back to the show. Through the magical power of editing, it is now... Saturday morning, September the 28th. My apologies um, when I was recording the first type of the sh- show. That, uh, I was getting really low on energy there at the end of it, and I was falling asleep and yawning in there. So Friday got busy, uh, unfortunately. So here we are. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to talk here be- just because i still got to get ready head over to my homie Miguel and then we're gonna head over down to San Diego to go to Cross. so this is why I kind of had to get up a little early this morning to kind of get this done but um yeah uh I'll go over a few other topics before we get this done here though um yeah we're talking about Jalen Ramsey still wants to be traded a couple days later um, you know, I don't know if this is excuses that he's using for the birth of his kid and being sick and all this stuff, but, um, yeah, he says he's not going to play, apparently, from what he's saying, so we'll see if he holds true to that word. Freddie Kitchens, draw plays on four tonight? What the, f- what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? I know I talked about it earlier, man. I was talking to my dad, uh, the other day, and we had this funny game of, of, uh, Freddie Kitchens looks like. And we were going on for like ten minutes of like who we think he looks like. Like he's the uh, he's the guy who works in plumbing in Home Depot who doesn't know jack shit and just stares at you just so you can leave him alone and then he can play like solitaire on his phone or some shit like some stupid. Like Freddie Kitchens looks like the the grill master at a uh, barbecue uh, cook off uh, who's won the the trophy like four years running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Freddie Kitchens looks like the uh the bus driver who doesn't give a fuck um about anybody trying to stop the bus. He's just up and moving if you ain't there at the stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of what Freddie Kitchens looks like. So we could play this game. I'm gonna encourage everybody else to do so. Um fun times, fun times ahead. And yeah, the funny thing too. Shout out to the dude Danny Dimes again. I don't think I really took a good enough time to kind of let you know what kind of fucking impact this dude's having in the culture, man, right now. This dude is, is crazy. He's uh, he's all the rage. Uh, New York will get, will do that to you. They'll hype you the fuck up. So some of it for sure is that. But 
This dude's got wheels. I think that's so underrated part about his this guy's uh, abilities was his uh, his mobility. Really, being a tall white dude, I think <laughs> you know, kind of you have some prejudices a little bit there for for dudes and being able to move. And so you've been hearing a lot of uh, in the, like the last year or two. It's like you know, well for for Daniel Jones and both for Josh Allen, people would say they're sneaky fast. I'm like that's some like backhanded like gracious <laughs> i mean like for real though like i ain't gonna lie but um there's some fast white boys man there's some fast ones it's just like anybody man there's some some faster slower ones and just i don't know it's just uh people just have other options than to fucking work at it i guess you know go become an accountant versus the uh the punt returner on uh an xfl team you know Probably financially smarter to do this the first one. So yeah, man, these dudes are sneaky fast. Both dudes can run. I don't even know if we've had the like two running white quarterbacks like this good since I don't know maybe like Norm Van Brocklin maybe. I don't know. Let me see. Let me look up some all-time stats here for you. Like um, let's see, all-time rushing. Yards leader for a QB. Let's see. <sighs> Let's see. NFL top 10 rushing quarterbacks. Um, when was this made? Greg Landry, ooh, oh, Jim Harbaugh, what's up, Cordell Stewart, who else on this list, Donovan McNabb, John Elway, oh, he could run, Eric McNair, oh, Fran Tarkenton, I forgot about that dude, that dude can freaking do it, Mike Vick, Steve Young, Randall Cunningham, I'll say since uh, Elway and and, uh, Young were out there, we haven't had two white boys who can fucking move quite like that in a long time so that's gonna be fun to watch look for that man people call them sneaky fast they just it's just he's just they're just white man they're just white it is what it is all right base little baseball news um i don't know how many more of these headlines i can get to but shout out to oakland a's they finally clinched the playoffs last night although they're now in a tie with the Rays for who gets the home field advantage for the wild card and I hope it, hope the game's in Oakland. I really do. I mean, Tampa is not the toughest environment, but you don't want to fly across the country and then come all the way back and do all this stuff because winners got to face uh, Houston in uh, the wild card game. So that'll be interesting. Yankees, uh, Twinkies, uh, Rays, and A's, and Astros are the teams that are in the AL right now. And the Nationals made it in the in the NL over the Phillies. That's kind of surprising if you thought, you know, off-season moves and everything were going to have a big impact this season. But Harper still had, I think, a pretty good year. They'll be back. They'll have more chances. But, yeah, a couple other things in the world of baseball. Um, Shout-out to Mike Yastrzemski. Got to play in Fenway Park, and he got to catch the first pitch from his grandpa, Carl Yastrzemski, legend for the Red Sox. That was pretty crazy. Lucky, uh, you know, 
scheduling break, I guess, right there for the Giants, that he was able to make the team in the middle of the season and then actually play there. He's had a pretty good year. The numbers weren't too bad. Uh, all the best for him. Seen he'd made some nice catches in the outfield this season out there for the Giants. A lot of territory, so you definitely have to have that in your toolbox there to play for the team. But, but yeah, what a what a memory, though. It's like him and his grandpa, and then he hits a home run in his first game there at Fenway. That's pretty, it's pretty like, uh, storybook stuff, really, if you think about it. So that's, uh, that was a nice, nice story that we saw there. All right, a little bit more serious news. Pirates closer Felipe Vasquez got arrested for soliciting a minor and for having child pornography. Apparently he had, there was a 15-year-old victim that he was communicating with, but the acts that were listed apparently date back to two years prior when this person was only 13 years old. That's it's not not a good look there, Felipe. Oof. Felipe Vasquez also did admit to having contact with this person, so... Uh, it doesn't look too good. Oof, 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 oof. Freaking soliciting a minor in child pornography. That's that's a rough one to freaking shake, man. That's a rough one. Yeah, the uh, culpability of people in Latin America is a little, I don't know, for shit like that. It still needs to come around, I guess. But, hmm, mm, not good. So he's out. Um, MLB also investigating Domingo Herman of the Yankees. He had a domestic violence allegation that came against him a couple weeks ago. And so they're investigating it. The Yankees have decided that uh, Herman is not going to pitch for the rest of the season for them. And they kind of need starting pitchers. Because um, they've had some guys that have been on the DL and been coming back. And he's going to be a blow for them, obviously, in the playoffs with the baseball sense of it. But it's uh, it's unfortunate if these allegations do come true. And it's it just... Did happen. I think he's. It was reported of like striking his girlfriend or something. Not this past Tuesday, but the one before. And so MLB's looking into it. Uh, the Yankees, man, they have a, a lot of news because, uh, like we're talking about their pitching staff. Dylan Patanza is one of their their uh, great arms out of the bullpen from the last few years, man. He was on the DL for long stretches of the year. I think he had knee issues. Back on the DL now, out for the season. So he uh, he had a, a pitching appearance. He was coming back um, also about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Uh, he's pitching in the middle of the game. I think he's like the sixth inning or so. He gets the first uh, out, gets the second out of the inning. It looks like he does a little hop jump like after the pitch. He strikes the guy out, and it looks like he's like, all right, ready to go back into the dugout. But then kind of takes a little like, awkward step, and then just, like, everyone's kind of making fun of him from the dugout, like, dog, it's two outs, not not three, two outs, and so he forgot what the number of outs there was, so he jumped off the mound, ends up hurting his Achilles, man, after only those two batters, now he's done for the year, so he just aggravated himself again, just hurt, hurt a different uh, lower body injury, and so Yankees aren't going to push him out there, so he's, he's done, so they're, uh, if there's a a place that's a, a sign of weakness would be their pitching staff, which fortunately for Oakland, too, the A's, their, their bullpen is shaky, shaky, shaky. Not uh, not super solid. Uh, gave up another blown lead last night. So. Yeah. All right. 
let's go yeah rob manfred asking scientists looking at baseballs because of the home run surge now they had studied it earlier in the year where he's going to have another commission take a look at it could change uh the ball without any input from the players uh, association we'll see how that goes i we talked about it earlier the in another episode they change manufacturers uh, the manufacturing locations from one in Costa Rica versus one in China. I think it had to do somewhat with the the trade um, tariffs and everything that's been happening in the world of politics out there. So, yeah, best of luck. All right, um, let's see. How many more of these do we want to do? Yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, that's just the, some of the baseball news I wanted to talk about. We'll get into the rest later. Um, yeah, I really gotta go finish packing, so, uh, we'll do some headlines on the next episode. I'll also be a very big, uh, cross-review episode as well. And, yeah, man, that's about it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I gotta get going, man. Um... I'm super excited. Today's going to be fun as fuck. Tomorrow's going to be fun as fuck. Can't wait to get down there to San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good times ahead. Good times ahead. Oh, shit. What am I doing? What am I doing? All right, that'll be all, man. That's all I really have to say. Um, Pay attention to me on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be on IG. Post the stories. You see all the the Bacchanalian adventures of the weekend and all that stuff. And you can follow along. Uh, This podcast is available on a lot of platforms. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts as well. Tune in radio. Um, Yeah, so follow along, hit a subscribe, leave a review. I'd appreciate the love, appreciate the support. Thank you for rocking with me. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll close this off. One of the guys I'm most excited about for this lineup is the man from Montreal himself, Kei Chinata. I've talked very highly of the man in podcasts prior and so we're going to close it off this episode number 60, uh, uh, where are we at? 63 with the little dysfunctional with Keichinata and Van Jess. Uh, tomorrow is going to be fucking rocking. All right, man. Keep it groovy. Stay lit. And keep things rocking. Till next time. Yee!
try to rewind.